It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Wow. Who's this? Who's this? Christopher Hahn on the left. Who is it? Ah, uh, you see? A little sabatushi from me. I figured it out. I you. pressed the button. I saw what you told me. No, 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 no. I did that yeah. to you, Oh, you son. did it. Ah, I did it to you. Ah, <laughs> you know, you think you're a big shot because they made fun of you on Saturday Night Live last night. Oh, wow. I was getting texted from people I hadn't heard from in years. Including bill collectors who were saying, you know, this isn't one of my normal texts <laughs> where you owe us money, Curtis. Was that you just on Saturday I, Night Live? I, I got to tell you, I was half asleep because it's way past my bedtime. But I stayed up to watch SNL last night because John Mulaney was hosting. And when I saw them come out for a split second, I thought it was you. And I was thinking to myself, I am not going to be able to live with this man tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's like well, the, the beauty of it was I had absolutely no idea. Uh, that the Guardian Angels, at least the image of the Guardian Angels, would be part of the skit about all the subway crime in New York City. But it was a huge group. I, 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 I but first I, of all, they don't do skits. They do sketches. Sketches. Yes, please. Don't, uh, don't, don't demean them. This is not summer camp. <laughs> this is Saturday freaking night live, okay? They do sketches. And if you want to appear on there at some point, which we both would like to do. Well, if I had to become mayor, if I beat Eric Adams, oh, I would be, have. You'd be there right now. They'd exactly. be there every night opening the show. But I'm telling you, I'm doing radio last night. So I'm not watching Saturday Night Live. I'm getting your texting me. Yeah. Others and others texting me. And you don't respond, me. as always. You never no, respond. No, I'm trying to do the program. Right, right. And I'm a Luddite, as you know. It's very difficult for me to chew gum and think at the same time. Had I known you were on the air, I would have called in. But if people <laughs> were thinking that the group, the performance group last night, which happens, ironically, to be an EDM band, which is my favorite form of music, electronic yeah. dance music. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't bad. They were kind of a cross between, they're like a hybrid between EDM and rock, I would say. So the leader of the group, and it was quite a large group. Huge group. I, I think there are more people in that group than there are Guardian Angels in New York <laughs> City, frankly. I don't know where they got all those sateen jackets I'm, from. Uh, I'm you ready. Should, by the way, you should call SNL and see if you could get them, save a little money for the, for the Angels. No? You're right. Because they were the exact jacket. The exact duplicates. <laughs> yes. The exact duplicates. So they go out, they do this sketch. I'm, I'm on the sketch. radio. Sketch. I'm on the radio. People are texting me saying, "You're how could you be on the radio if you're on Saturday Night Live? Because apparently the leader of the band resembled me somewhat. He does. He's a little bit older. He has grayish hair, but he had a beard. That was the difference. Yeah, but you, you had a beard for a while. That's right. Yeah. In fact, whenever I'm on Fox, you know how they do the little photo in advance, yeah, yeah. They you know, show coming the, up, they courtesy. show the picture of the beard. They have me with the beard, which drives my wife Nancy nuts. Why don't they swap out that photo? I said, yeah, but that's the warrior look with they the have, beard. They have me from 12 years ago. I'm like, please keep that photo. You know what, you know what <laughs> that beard was, though? The reason I had that beard is, remember, uh, I was out in the streets in the summer of 2020 with the Guardian Angels yep. battling the shooters and looters. I broke my jaw, and I had read. It said, you know, people who grow beards, it softens the blows when people hit them with bats and sticks and pipes <laughs> oh, and fists. It took you 65 years to figure out you needed a beard. <laughs> All the shots to the face you have taken over the years patrolling the streets, trying to beat people up. Now, you realize I've gone full circle. Right. We just had the 43rd anniversary of the Guardian Angels. Yep. We're in 13 countries, 130 cities. The One of the first uh, bits... 
or skits. Sketches. Sketches. Yeah. That Eddie Murphy did. We do bits on the radio. Sketches are what they do at SNL. So Eddie Murphy comes out on the stage. One of the first episodes of Saturday Night Live. He was brand new, you know, coming in from yep. Long Island. He's got the red beret. He's got the red sateen jacket. He's got the Guardian Angel shirt. And he did a whole bit about eight minutes on being a Guardian Angel. <laughs> and that was when crime yep. was really, really bad, like 1980, well, 81. Well, you got to watch the sketch. It's not about crime in the subways per se. It's about the subways yes. per se. It's about Midtown, frankly. They're talking about like you're in the worst place. Right, but if you ever want to see Eddie Murphy as a Guardian Angel, just go to YouTube. They got it on YouTube. And yep. you say, wow, Curtis and the Guardian Angels have come full circle from Eddie Murphy in 1980 doing that uh, a whole bit just by himself yep, yep. as a guardian angel to a whole ensemble of guardian and, and angels. An ensemble, the entire band. L- I think it was called LED Sound System was the oh, name of the band, yeah. I love EDM, electronic <laughs> dance music. I'm 67 and people say, but that's that's hipster and millennial music. That's said, like no, Gen no, no. Z music. That it's is not so, even millennial. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm like a whirling dervish. The guy who was leading the band, though, had to be in his 50s. I, you see? Yeah. You pretty, see? Pretty, he was good, though. He was, very, he was actually very talented. It was a great band. It was kind of a cross, but like I said, a cross between rock and EDM. It wasn't straight EDM. Now, Chris Hahn, if that had actually been me on that stage, you would have died, and you would have said to yourself, how the hell am I going to deal with this guy tomorrow? I, I know. Well, I said that last night anyway, and I would, have been, I, was, I would have been very annoyed that you didn't bring me with you to SNL last night. I mean, the one thing you know about me is that that sketch comedy, comedy is kind of my life. So if they ever call you to come in, you know, just bring your boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was out in. Uh, I'll put on a. I'll put on a beret and a jacket. Before I came into the show today, I was out in Staten Island. Bipartisan Democrats, Republicans filled up the whole assembly hall of the Catholic High School, St. Joseph by the Sea, and everyone was like a senile Spartacus. I'm a Ukrainian. Yeah. I'm a Ukrainian. Yeah. Democrats. I'm Ukrainian. Republican. I'm a Ukrainian. Most of them couldn't find the Ukraine on a map if their life depended on Well, I bet you they could it. find it on a map now. There's lots they of had, maps. They had <laughs> Ukrainian flags. I'm, I'm going to say, like, oh, my God. I'll tell you what. This is a scary world we're living in right now. Um, you know, just before we came on the air, it was reported that Putin had ordered his uh, nuclear defense system on high alert, meaning that he would utilize nuclear weapons if the West got involved I don't understand how the people around him are allowing this man to stay in power at this point. These are the kind of threats that are, are going, you know, it, it's a spiral out of control, which can lead to an accident, which could start a nuclear war. Yeah, but you got to understand this. In this particular case, I give props to American intelligence, the CIA, criminals in action, who have been wrong always before. They were wrong about Iraq, wrong about Libya. They had everything wrong right about, about this. Wrong about the Bay of Pigs. Yep. Remember our invasion of uh, Fidel Castro's Cuba? Always wrong. This one, they were predicting way back in October, he's going to invade. Yeah. Look, look, yeah. he's going to invade. Yeah, and we were all like, nah, he's not going to invade. Right, and he wasn't hiding it. It's no. not like he was hiding it. You know, they were out there in the open satellite photos. You know, yeah. Elon Musk we satellites. We knew exactly what was going on. Right, all the Elon Musk satellites were focused on El- Elon Musk today said he's going to make sure that Ukrainians have internet service yeah, just, today. Yeah, good and luck. And he's going to. He's got a satellite yeah, that's going to be yeah. beaming it in. Yeah, <laughs> Vlad, oh, shoot that baby down. Yeah, no, no, but anyway. I, do you think he wants to mess with Elon Musk? He'll drop a Tesla yes, right on his head. no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, but then there was President Joe Biden, who was saying week after week, and a lot of people were making fun out of it. Uh, he is going to invade the Ukraine. He yeah. is going to invade the Ukraine. Yeah. The one who didn't take him seriously was the king of all comedy, the president of the Ukraine, Zelensky, 
who'll say, no, no, be cool, calm, and collect. He's not going to invade us. It's destroying our economy. Just even the, the talk of yeah. an invasion by Russia. He was a zero for a while. Remember when he was in that quid pro quo with Trump? He was right, the zero. Right, right. Now, all of a sudden, he's the hero. Well, you know, you think this is easy. You think it's easy being Zelensky when you got the Russian bear bearing down on you like that and you're trying to keep your people calm? Do you think it's easy, Curtis? Do you want me to? You know, maybe we should imagine for a second mm. that you, Curtis Slewa, are now the president of Ukraine. Okay, now wait a second. Okay, I, I, let's just let's just role play this. I'll be okay. I'll be the press, or I'll be one of your advisors, and and, and you tell me how you, Curtis Slewa, would deal with that, uh, Mr. President. I have a question for you. I have a question for you, Mr. President. Um, Russia has amassed 170,000 troops on your border. Uh, the wheat producers in eastern Ukraine are concerned that they threaten their spring plantings. Uh, what do you do, sir? Uh, first off, as Curtis Lee, uh, being Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine, I would say, first, I have to convert. I have to do a Sammy Davis Jr. because <laughs> I'm a Gentile. I must become Jewish. <laughs> You're going to get the surgery? Exactly. The moil, the moil will come get me blindfolded, a right, with a Ginsu knife, a Rambo right, knife. Right. He does the procedure. So now I'm set to go. I'm going to say, you know, I was a dollar short, a ruble late. Because I should have been accepting weapons in advance. I should have been sort of building a barricade, knowing that Vladimir was upset with me. Because a lot of people don't realize Vladimir Putin had an initial meeting with Zelensky. And Zelensky likes to make jokes to lighten things up. He did that with Trump. Trump will go with the jokes. You know, it's more of an American thing. Uh, Putin has no sense of humor. He lost Whatever little respect he had for the guy to begin with, as Zelensky was making jokes, he saw it wasn't getting anywhere, and then he got very serious, but he was too late. And he he just never, he never understood that he had to start building up his armaments early. Well, he should have called up his reserves a long time ago, but I guess he didn't want to panic his country, right? He's got 900,000 troops in reserve. He's got 200,000 men under arms. Now it appears that every Ukrainian, I don't know if you're following what's going on there online on social media, but it seems like, you know, the former Miss Ukraine, the Klitschko brothers, the boxers that were always considered Russian, but they were Ukrainian. Uh, they are out there in the streets with, you know, with with ar- with with armaments. And you forgot to mention the most important one who's a born again Ukrainian. Sean Penn. He's there. He's on the ground. Now, Sean Penn. I don't know that he's got a machine gun in his hand, but he's definitely there. Wait, wait, wait. Let's look at the history of Sean Penn. Sean Penn went to Baghdad, remember? He did. Just before we were ready to start a war for weapons of mass destruction. And he was right. He goes, there are no weapons of mass destruction. There were none. Why are we we invading? Big mistake. Remember, he wanted to be a human pillow. He wanted to position himself. And 100 other actors and actresses in Hollywood signed the letter in the Times. He's the only one who went. Exactly. He He does put his money where his mouth is. He was right. He was right about Iraq. Then he met with El Chapo, remember? With El Chapo's actress. Girlfriend, boy, yeah. that was a risk. Yeah, <laughs> going over there with. And her. by the way, he talked about it a lot. Like it wasn't like it was some secret meeting where you know he talked about it and he talked about the the insanity that was El Chapo. And then remember, he loved Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. After Hugo Chavez took to the uh, floor of the General Assembly and talked about how he smelt the embers of Bush forty three there, you know, <laughs> the dust of Bush forty three. He went to uh, Chavez's funeral right. in Caracas yeah. in Venezuela. Can't like him for that. No, 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 but the point is, 
The guy is on the cutting edge. He's in the Ukraine He's now. He's in the Ukraine. He's got a helmet on like yep. everybody else. You know, the German helmets, they finally sent helmets over. <laughs> well, I don't they're, think... sending, they're sending arms now. I yeah, mean, but... people are taking it very Did seriously. Did the uh, Gem- Germans send the old Nazi helmets, the remnants of World War II? Because that would not go over well in the Ukraine. No, no, I don't think they sent the Nazi <laughs> helmets. I think they basically sent American helmets that they buy. Frankly, I... But notice how the world has embraced the Ukrainians. It's almost like a scene out of uh, Spartacus. Yeah. Who's a Ukrainian I'm here? a Ukrainian. I'm I think a we're Ukrainian. All, I, think we're all, Ukrainian. I think we're all Ukrainians right now because Ukrainians are on the side of democracy, and Putin is not, right? And that's something we're going to talk about. We also got to talk about later on in the show, the About Face of the Week. Some people who used to hate the Russians now embracing the Russians. Curtis Lee with Chris Hahn. We're here till 5. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. All right. A little, uh... Well, Van Halen bringing us back, Curtis. What are we going to do, a split? You want me to jump up and do a kick split? Can you do that still? I don't know. Uh, in the uh, skits and Saturday Night Live <laughs> of Eddie Murphy, uh, he tried to do one pretending to be me back in 1980. I don't think you were wearing uh, spandex, though, back in the no, 80s. You no. were wearing just the same thing, skinny no, jeans. No, no same glam thing, rock. Basically the same thing you're wearing right, now. No glam rock. I <laughs> right. was not no, a glam rock. No, no makeup, no nothing like that. Now, speaking of Vladimir Putin, by the way, a man who learned to English as a KGB agent uh, for the Stasi in East Berlin. You know how he learned English? Uh, watching the Benny Hill show. No. The Beatles. The Beatles. Listening to the Beatles. Which were banned in Russia. To your favorite, Paul McCartney, to the songs over and over yeah. and repeating the words. And that's how he learned English. Hmm, and he's not too bad with his no, English. No, not bad. No, no, not bad at all. And I mean, plus, he's a Beatles fan like you are. Well, you know, not all Beatles fans are psychopathic <laughs> maniacs who need to be removed by their inner circle, frankly. But we have been warning <laughs> Vlad and all of his oligarch, sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys that we're going to impose sanctions, sanctions, not only against the country, but more importantly, their individual yeah. treasure chests. We, we sanctioned Putin. On Friday. But himself. We did that back in 2014 uh, when he came in and took to Crimea. Right. They've learned to function with sanctions. What makes us think that we can uh, put so much economic pressure on that he's going to change his evil ways? I don't think he's going to change his evil ways because he doesn't care if his people suffer. Right. He doesn't care at all. Um, I think what we have to do is put pressure on the people to remove him. Just as he's putting pressure on the Ukrainians to remove their leadership, so to this decapitate. is this is going to be a battle of regime changes. We want I, I we want so. them to change. You know, I, I don't know how you can be in the government of Russia and listen to a man threatening nuclear war. Nuclear war is not going to be won by anybody. Both sides are going to be annihilated uh, ten times over. The world will be uninhabitable for years, generations. Um, how could you listen to that? You are one of the great nuclear powers of the world. You've got a man out there threatening nuclear war right now. That is, to me, that is a line that has been crossed that his inner circle should be thinking about maybe removing him. Yeah, but this also— By any means necessary. This also buttresses the argument of all countries to say, we want nuclear weapons because the Ukraine had them, and when the uh, war came down— 
and Gorbachev, Glasnost, Perestroika, the old Soviet Union began to become unglued. And Boris Yeltsin uh, yeah. allowed the oligarchs to tear it all up and countries went their own way. Uh, the Ukraine gave up all its nuclear They, they should have kept them. I mean, it, look, clearly. Look at what happened to Gaddafi, right? Yep. He gave it up. And the only country that has given it up that hasn't suffered ramifications giving up nuclear weapons is South Africa. Mm. Uh, De Klerk gave up, I think he had like seven atom bombs. He, right, he gave right. that up. Has not suffered. But everyone else is looking at this and saying, are you crazy? If I'm the Ayatollahs in Iran, all the more reason that we got to develop and, nuclear And for weapons. anybody who's saying that the Israelis shouldn't have nuclear weapons. I mean, this is nuclear, the, the nuclear deterrence yeah. from Israel is probably Chris, a major... That, that chocolate factory that I passed in the Negev Desert, you know, going from a lot <laughs> of north factory, yeah. to Jerusalem. Yeah. It's like 80 atomic weapons in yeah, there. Yeah, that, mean, without a doubt. Without the, a doubt. There's a great story. You know, JFK went to visit Ben-Gurion because I visited where Ben-Gurion's site is, not far from the Negev Desert. He lived very humbly. Right. So JFK comes there, and you, you, no nuclear weapons under no circumstance. And Ben Green goes, yeah, okay, no, no, look, we understand. Right, right. Then JFK, through our intelligence agencies, when he gets back to D.C., finds out they got a bunch of nuclear Already, weapons. Yeah, of course. He calls up Ben Gurion, he's screaming and yelling. It's pretty much Ben Gurion going, psych, what do yeah, you think? Well, they're surrounded, they're surrounded by enemies. Yeah. Right? They're surrounded by enemies. And what do they do if the politics in the United States change? Just like right now. I mean, look, if this was 25 years ago and we hadn't had the debacle of Afghanistan, we'd probably have troops in Ukraine the minute he started amassing his troops along the border. Right, but it's, it just imagine, hypothetically, the Ukraine had kept its arsenal, its nuclear weapons, right. and did not let Bill Clinton come in, take them, and then de-weaponize them, which he did. He paid the Ukrainians yeah. and de-weaponized Russia would not be invading the Ukraine now. No, no, they would not. Not at all. Every country around the world is looking at this and saying, see, we need one nuke. Well, we're gonna one or out, two nukes. We're going to figure out how this ends uh, before the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, you're listening to Chris Hahn and Curtis Lewa. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. All right, we're back. I had to turn on my mic again. You had to turn yours on. Look at that. Carlos Santana. Yeah. I don't know That's why. That's a blast from the past. It's good stuff. It's a good song. Oh, he lived in the Lower East Side, not far from where I lived. And they used to, they used to call a local precinct and drag Carlos Santana and his band into the precinct. Why? Why would they do that? They'd have all kinds of fights and arguments. And then they'd say, you know what that is? That's Carlos Santana. And the cops would say, oh, uh, we didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> he is a great guitarist. And that album he put out in the late 90s was a classic when he did it with all those uh, different acts, all the uh, duets with the different acts. It was awesome. By the way, speaking of the Lower East Side, where I had resided uh, many, many years ago when it was called the Alphabet Jungle, the mm. other infamous person that lived there, in addition to Carlos Santana and his band, was the director Oliver Stone. Mm-hmm. Oliver Stone, who did that like three, uh, four part, five part documentary on Vladimir Putin, was called like, um, you know, like he was a propagandist. Mm. But I say. I didn't see that documentary. I, I watched parts of it. I didn't watch the whole right. thing. And, and clearly at times it was like very pro Vlad, very pro Russian. Like, right. You know, Oliver Stone did that with Hugo Chavez when he was alive. Castro, remember, yep. he was criticized. But you get to watch Vladimir Putin in a different kind of a way. You know, he's not just flexing, staunch, uh, you know, we will bury you in front of the uh, camera. 
And you find out that, hey, he loved the Beatles. That's how he learned English. Right. Uh, he works a 12-hour day. Uh, he practices judo, which relieves him of stress and tension. I would suggest he practice a lot of judo lately. Yeah, you think he should maybe do a little more judo? I think maybe that's the problem because in the COVID, he couldn't do judo. I mean, you see him sitting at these big tables because he doesn't want to get COVID. That's the whole thing with him. And he has a very wry sense of humor. So he, yeah. he doesn't have... like when Zelensky tried to make him laugh. And if you notice, when he does these press uh, opportunities, which is all his way, scripted, you notice how many phones old style phones are they're like eight phones on his desk what are they for they're hotlines he picks them up you know no no this is like the old friars club remember the comedians would be there and they'd have two phones on their table and act like they were talking into two phones simultaneously hello like you're important you know my agent you know cca oh i I got a gig up in the catch meantime you find out later on that nobody was ever on those phones. Mm-hmm. It was all to create an impression that you were a, a guy in demand, right, you were right, a busy right, guy. Right. And I have a feeling those leftover phones from the Soviet era are a reminder. Look, this is how I communicate with my silos. I don't have uh, uh, floppy disks. Right. I have direct communication. Right, right, right. And you're the one who's worried that he may pick up one of those phones. I am. I'm worried, Why? man. I don't know. I, I think the saber rattling is. I, it's not that I think that they are going to intentionally launch a strike here, but the unintended consequences of his actions can lead us down a spiral that creates an environment where somebody can make a mistake and a nuclear weapon can be launched. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I think the people around him probably don't like it either. And I, I've been hearing uh, from the from social media and other news reports. That the people of Russia are starting to compare him to Mussolini, and we know how it ended for Mussolini. So you think at some point they're going to drag him through Red Square, hang him upside down by his heels, and then strip the skin off his carcass? I I don't wish that on anybody. But remember. I don't wish that on anybody. Who was the other person who was dragged through the streets of Milan and hung upside down next to Mussolini? His dog. His, his horse. His gumada. His gumada. His gumada. Now, we yeah. know that Vlad has many gumadas. I'm sure. So you could imagine there'd be about 12 women right. in Red Square. Right, right. That ain't happening. No. That ain't, Chris. I, I, look, I don't, want, I don't wish that on anybody. I want him to just go away. Go live in one of your villas somewhere and just live out the rest of your days. You're, he's in his 70s, right? This is a guy who doesn't care about money anymore. He's only thinking about his legacy at this point. And frankly, I think his his dream of his legacy is not one that is going to be in the best interest of most Russians. So he should just retire to his dacha. Now that he took over the Crimea, they all used to retire to their dachas in the Crimea because yeah. it's right on the yeah. Black Sea. Go. Go to your dacha in Crimea and just be done. Be done with it. Pers- you know? it the Russians it. should treat him like uh, Pope Francis uh, treats Pope Benedict. Let me take you. Send on. him away and have him never heard. Let from me again. take you on a time machine. You're how old, Chris? On I am in my. I'm. I'm. I'm fifty. Okay, just turned 50. fifty. All right. Yeah. So I got seventeen years on you. Yeah. So I'm growing up in the sixties, and in the late fifties, a guy named Nikita Khrushchev, yep. the totalitarian dictator of the then Soviet Union, right. visited America, went to the cornfields of Iowa, went to the cities, and had these kitchen cabinet discussions. Not with Eisenhower, because he, he was much better. He was, his wit was sharper. With, with Vice President yeah, Nixon. I know. And the guy was actually entertaining. Very. The problem is he gets to L.A. or San Francisco, I forget which city, and one of the mayors there said something that he didn't quite like. And I don't know if he had had much vodka that morning. He right. said, you know, one of our missiles can wipe out your whole city. 
<laughs> you think you might want to rethink what yeah, you just yeah. said to the interpreter? Well, and then he went to the UN that same trip, banged his shoe on the on on the podium, and said, "We will bury." Yeah, the General Assembly. Yeah, took his uh, it, it took later off on, his shoe. Right. Later on, he said that was for theatrical right, purposes. Right. Meantime, he was half in the bag. Right. But that was pretty scary. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, we were all warned: you got to get into your bomb shelters. Yeah. Every day, I'd be in school. And there would be the siren that would go off, just like they are in the Ukraine, right, you right. know, incoming, incoming. We would get underneath the desk. We would hold our hands over our head and kiss our tuchus. Well, they were still doing that when I was in school in the late 70s, early 80s. Every day? Not every day. No, no we were no. doing it every day. We were going to the hallway for some reason. I don't know why they Remember, would Remember, we had the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Remember the movie Fail Safe with Henry Fonda? I do. 13 Days in May. One great, of the greatest 13 movie. Days in The Guns of October. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest films of all time is Henry Fonda playing JFK, and they had obviously the voice yeah. of Nikita Khrushchev, and how they were going back and forth, back and forth, because the true story is we had missiles right on the border aimed at the Soviet Turkey, Union from yeah, Turkey. Absolutely. They had missiles aimed at us from Cuba. So Khrushchev, after going back and forth with JFK, calls up uh, Castro, Fidel Castro, goes, look, he wants me to remove the missiles. Um, I, I think I'm leaning in that direction. He said, no. Don't remove the They'll missiles. They'll invade. They'll invade. So Nikita Khrushchev says, you'll be, incinerated. you'll be the first one to be incinerated. Your whole island will be gone. Do it, Nikita. So in his memoirs, Nikita Khrushchev wrote, this guy is crazy. <laughs> I realized I was dealing with a nut job. Yeah. So I decided, you know what? You, you remove your missiles from Turkey. Uh, I'll remove the missiles from Cuba. And maybe uh, another day we'll get together well, and discuss yeah. our differences. Yeah, there was a um, there were multiple letters back and forth. Yes, and the Russians sent two separate letters. One was very reasonable, and then the second letter that came later was completely outrageous. Where it was completely the demands were completely outrageous. The United States decided that they were going to ignore the second letter, and they were going to just go with that first letter and respond to the first letter and ignore the second one. And that's how that crisis kind of ended. Because the intel on Nikita Khrushchev is the later in the day that you waited, if you got any kind of communication, it was affected by the vodka. Because mm. the guy was a lush. So, so do you think that Putin's a lush, or do you think that he's off no. his meds? No. no like, no. what is the, the, you know, all the intelligence says he's not the same man he was before COVID. Well, he, first of all, he's not a communist. You know, there's this impression of communist. No, he's a kleptocrat. He right. steals from his people. Exactly. And he believes in the old traditional, you know, uh, old Russia, you know, imperial Czarist, Russia. Czarist Russia. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church. Right. Apparently, he does go to church on a regular basis. Nah, something I, did not I don't know. believe that. But the point is, he right. promotes it. He's right. always uh, pictures uh, with all the various. Uh, I- I'm sure the people that are dying right now from Russian bullets in Ukraine are happy that well, he spent Sunday in church. One of the things you that know. he demanded uh, of his many demands against the king of all comedy, the president of the Ukraine, is that the, uh, uh, that the uh, Orthodox Church of the Ukraine be under the uh, supervision of the Russian Orthodox Church. Because, you know, they all have it. They're Greek very Orthodox, similar churches. I know. Romy, Romanian Orthodox, Serbian Orthodox, Ukrainian Orthodox. No, he wants it all supervised <laughs> out of Moscow. Yeah. Why? 
Does he control the the chief bishop or whatever they call the... He, uh, he wants, and we have ourselves to blame for this, Bush 43, regime change. Mm. He has said, I want regime change. Yeah. So let's not blame him totally. He's following in our footsteps. He, though, is invading a free country, a country that is striving to be democratic. This is not... This is not Iraq where you had a dictator in place already. And quite frankly, again, I was against the Iraq war. I was against, I was against the first Gulf War, frankly. Um, but this is a very different situation. This is a free country that is being invaded. They are not threatening anybody. They did not take over any uh, territory. They have not been to war with Russia. They have not asserted themselves against Russia. And he is invading them. He is solely, Russia is solely to blame. They are the, uh, they are the perpetrator of this crime. On the human stage, and they are going to pay for it one way or the other. Well, how are they going to pay for it? Well, I think that these sanctions are going to get worse. I think they're going to be cut off from the international monetary markets around this world. They are not going to be able to trade on the world stage. We're going to have to find uh, a replacement for Russian energy. I think that's a huge problem for not just the United States, but more importantly for Europe. You know why it's so fraudulent for our government and the European unions to say they're going to economically strangle him? Go ahead. Right here in our area. There are people who have stopped, they're getting out of their car, and they're filling their gas, uh, and they're paying upwards uh, of uh, $4 a gallon. Now, right. And it's just going to go up. Luke Oil. So many Luke Oil gas stations. I haven't. Are there still a lot of Luke yes, Oil gas stations? a lot. Yeah. Russian-owned. All the money goes to Vladimir Putin and all of his uh, well, oligarchs. Shut them down. Crony. Shut them down. But notice, not one elected official here, while they're all saying, I'm a Ukrainian, I'm a Ukrainian. Right, right. Has said, don't buy your gas from Luke Oil. Well, we should. I'm going to say it right now. Don't buy your gas from Luke Oil. And you know what's going to happen? The price of gas is going to continue to go it, up the, and the up. The price of gas is going to go up. I mean, it, it is a it is a fact of life with this war. Unless we figure out a way to get OPEC nations to produce more, we produce more. Uh, have we said we're not going to accept shipments uh, of Russian oil any longer? I don't think we accept shipments of Russian oil now anyway. The problem with oil is it's a international market. The price is set internationally. Of course. So we, if the, we, if we the had price to make of, up price for, of oil for the is Keystone the, the price of oil is the same in the United I know, States. But the Keystone Pipeline and, and enabled us to be energy sufficient, so and we were able to export. So that we is, can't do that the anymore. The Keystone Pipeline is a great talking point on the right. It was not making us more energy uh, independent. We were already energy independent. The Keystone Stone Pipeline was in, was taking oil sands from Canada and exporting them out to the world, to the international market from Louisiana. That was the connection to go down to an international yeah, and we were getting We were no, getting no, no. our shit. No, no, no. We weren't. That was, that was getting oil to the market. Now it's actually easier to keep that oil in the United States because they don't have an outlet to sell it in, uh, so in Louisiana why, why onto the world we, stage. why are we importing Russian oil? We are not importing oh, Russian not. oil. No. Oil is sold on the global market. So we have no idea whose oil is it is. It is a global commodity. But we're not... It, it would make no sense for oil to be coming over here from you Russia. You realize as long as Vladimir Putin is the third largest generator of uh, oil, petroleum, and natural gas in the world. Right. You know who's number two? The United States. Exactly. And you know who was responsible for that? Bill Clinton. No. Actually, Barack I'm, Obama. Uh, that's right. I'm right. going to give yeah, you Barack credit. Obama. It was Barack, Barack Obama. Because yeah, right. he supported fracking. Right. Uh, against the well, again, wishes now, of fracking, a lot of Democrats. So that is a different type of fuel. Fracking produces natural, natural gas. Natural gas. Right. natural gas does not go in your car. It does not affect 
gasoline prices. No, but remember, there's so many other uses. Instead of using home heating fuel oil, you're using natural gas. Look, we can have an energy conversation for days and days and days. I am extremely moderate on energy. Uh, I don't like talking points about the freaking Keystone XL pipeline, which is a lot of BS that the right wing used effectively but politically. But it is not. Up. But it's not. But that is not impacted by Keystone XL. Keystone XL was never built. And last year, oil, you could buy a gallon. You, you, they were paying All you right. to buy a let barrel me, of oil. It's, it's a supply and demand issue. We know it's a totalitarian dictatorship. Yes. Putin gets upset with the European Union, with NATO. And says, you know what? We're going to cut off your gas and your petroleum supplies. Yeah, cut and, then, them and then the people who uh, who are Price making off, yeah, the people who are Europe. making money off that in Russia are going to kill him for that. So think of it: you have the Ukrainian refugee crisis. They're right. going to be pouring into Europe. You know, at first you accept it, and you know what happens after a few weeks. You get annoyed. You're overwhelmed yeah, with I know. the refugees. I know. Your price of oil and gasoline and natural gas doubles and triples. I, I think it's time for Germany to fire up those <laughs> nuclear power plants again if they still they have them. Never, they should have never shut them down. They should have never shut them down. I agree, 100%. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, well, we got a lot more to talk about. We're just getting started. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. I always got to remember to turn that thing on. I think you do too. There what, you is, go. what is this music uh, that's coming into play? Oh, the Nirvana, my man. Oh, yeah. This is this is my music, man. This is post Cold War music. I guess we're not in the post Cold War anymore era. I guess that era is over now. So just imagine uh, you and I were having fiskables in Ludafisk in Finland and Sweden. <laughs> we're listening to Nirvana because yeah. it's it's what the uh, they love to do in uh, Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. And we find out that our countries. Are standing up to the might of Putin and saying, we'll join NATO. They, they, they're they saying they feel they might have to join NATO. This guy has an imperialistic streak going right I know, now. but over the long haul, you know, right. sprint, Zelensky wins. The Ukrainian people win. You know, they're heroic now. We're putting them on a pedestal. Right. But over the long haul, you know that Putin and his military might can just wear them down. He hasn't well, even there, started. There, there is no but, doubt that it, they can... They could start carpet bombing tomorrow, and then that will be the end of this, right, um, for the Ukrainians. And, and God, we hope that that doesn't happen. Um, but, yeah, you're right. He could wear them down, which is why the world needs to start figuring out how they can come to their defense more than just with sanctions. Right. And you got to sit down with him at some point and negotiate. You got to sit down and point. Now, well, they're going tomorrow. I'm, I'm not. They're, su- they're supposedly having a negotiation tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I would not suggest that Zelensky go to Belarus. No, Minsk. no, he will not come back. He'll never get out. I of actually it. don't know if they'll let any of the people that go to Belarus come back. I'm. I'm I, I've been to Minsk. You, yeah. you, you're Zelensky. You, you do not want to go to you, Minsk. You made a long journey from Milan to Minsk, uh, Rochelle, Rochelle. We spent a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. I was taking the train from East Berlin all the way to Moscow, and right. so it was a layover in Minsk. That was a scene out of the 1950s. You have mm. a monitor that follows you everywhere. Wow. 
What I year mean, was this? Uh, this was 1992. This is when uh, there was the changeover yeah, the, the from cold, Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah. Right, Gorbachev, you know, uh, Perestroika uh, to uh, Yeltsin, <gasps> Yeltsin and all but the oligarchs. It didn't hit Belarus right away, is what you're saying. Oh, my <laughs> God. Right. This, no freedom in Belarus. None. Right. Still none. Pictures the of The last it. dictator in Europe, they called uh, him, and, I guess. Turns out Putin's one, too. And notice, this is why Putin is worried. People are not thinking this. They recently had an insurrection in Belarus. Putin helped him crush that. But yeah. he knows they're not going away. It's coming. Look in Kazakhstan. They had riots in the streets. Well, and they had it they had an insurrection in Ukraine, which right. is they had two. Right. So Putin recognizes he had his own problems a year ago that if he doesn't get better control of the situation, that's it. All of these uh, so-called allies yeah. are going to find out that there's going to be regime change by the people he's in their own country. He's a scared countries. old man is what he is. You is think that so? what you're saying? Yeah, I think, I think he's a scared old man. He's an insecure, scared old man whose time has come, time for him to go, uh, time for him to stop. He's been in power for, what, 30 years now? It is time for him to go. And your prediction, Chris Hahn, is that somehow the people of Mother Russia from Siberia right to the uh, tip of the North Sea are going to oust Vladimir Putin. Uh, No, I think some of the very wealthy people around him who enjoy spending their summers in the south of France. And Italy, let's not forget And Italy, Italy, yeah. And and, and L.A. And bank all their ill-gotten gain in Cyprus. And and own soccer teams like Chelsea in in England. Uh, I think that they're going to be quite annoyed. And at some point, they are going to kill him. That's what I think. So we just wait for that day to come. I either kill him or, you know, wrap him up and send him out. You know, uh, you keep thinking that, Butch. You keep thinking that. <laughs> Meantime, what should be the posture of our president? I'm sure he's shocked by the fact that the Ukrainians have done so well in fending off the uh, Russian, uh, the Russian I, might. I think, and I don't think you could disagree with me, I think Joe Biden has been very steady on this including the way he has rallied NATO and rallied our allies in strong opposition to this, including sanctions that are going to be very difficult for Germany and other parts of Europe. We talked about the energy sanctions. It's going to be very difficult for them, Uh, much more difficult than it will be for us. Why are you giving all credit to President Joe Biden when it was that one trip, her first trip to Europe, to (laughs) Munich? First time she ever went to Europe, Vice President Harris sat down, remember, and it was a love fest until Zelensky showed up. We were the ones to tell Zelensky, don't leave Kiev or you may not have a country to come back to. Zelensky was not listening to our intelligence that we were giving him. Zelensky did not believe until two days before it happened that it was going to happen. He did not call up his military reserves until Monday. And started (laughs) handing out Kalishnikov. Right. Uh, right. As of you got, I mean, you go on social media, you got members of the Ukrainian parliament. There was a woman, I was looking at a picture of her. She's got the, the, the AK-47 in her hand and her cat in a cat box right next to her apartment. Yes, my wife, Nancy, loved that. You, you know, saw my, that picture? My wife yeah. has AK-47s in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. You can't have them here no. in New York State where we broadcast from. <laughs> but she loves to go shoot them uh, out in Pennsylvania. Well, there's going to be a lot of target practice going on uh, for some people, unfortunately. And we're going to talk more, including our about face of the week on the other side of the break. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. There's a trend, there's a friend, it's a no. It's 
the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Little Pearl Jam. Oh, wow. Your music is, I mean, lighten up. I have seen these guys in concert a couple times. They kill it. Come on, man. Well, wait a second, because I'm here on the right. Chris Hahn, you're on the left. Uh, Oftentimes, our folks who are listening across uh, the country and around the world, because you can do that with all the modern technology and the stream and the app, uh, you're a a frequent uh, person who appears on Fox News Channel. I am. The contrarian, I'll call you, to the normal. I'm I'm the guy who breaks up the narrative. Right, the contrarian. (laughs) Right. One we expect that will take a different point of view. And yours truly, Curtis Sliwa, featured on Saturday Night Live last night. Again, I'm rarely jealous of you, Curtis. Rarely. I was jealous last night. I I was jealous. Come full circle as leader of the Guardian Angels uh, for (laughs) 43 years. It was Eddie Murphy who did the first, what do you call that, skit? Sketch. Sketch. (laughs) As a Guardian Angel in 1980. You can get it on YouTube. And now... A full ensemble on the stage. It was amazing, and they were dancing and singing, and it was a musical number about the subway. You got to watch it. You didn't watch it yet? No. Yeah, you should go watch it. I will. Go, go I've watch been it. People tonight. texting all over the country. Was, oh, oh, you did a great I job. I was one of the first. Was it wasn't me? I hope, I, I, hope I was one of the first. Yes. Yeah. No, you were. You yeah. were, and you actually sent me a, a, a little screenshot video. of my TV from my <laughs> from my living room. I was like, "What do I do? What do I do? Let me take a picture." <laughs> now, speaking of screenshot, before we do the flip flop of the week, yes. right? The about turnabout. face. About week. yeah, we, maybe we week. change the name to flip. Uh, think of this. Yeah, would we do a Bill Clinton here? Remember, Bill Clinton was famous for the no-fly zone that he had imposed over Saddam Hussein's yep. Iraq and over Serbia. Yeah. Remember Slobodan Milosevic? Yeah. Although we were shooting at uh, cardboard tanks at that time, we knocked out the Chinese embassy. Yeah. <laughs> in Serbia, it didn't quite go no. as Bill Clinton but had I, hoped. I, I think. Maybe a no-fly zone <laughs> over the Ukraine might slow things down a little bit, right? Now, now, now you know the Soviets slash Russians slash Vladimir Putin Air Force would take great umbrage to that. Yeah. Would Macron with his Mirage jets contribute? Would, would uh, Boris Johnson send in his Spitfires or whatever the British the RAF? The Harrier Trump jets. That's right, the right. RAF. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I, uh, look, we put a couple F-22s over Ukraine they can't see them before they're dead, the the, the Russian planes. Man, so they really, would they'd want to stay you, out you of really this. Really want to escalate? This I don't want to escalate. I just don't like seeing this country being overrun. I feel like I just just feels wrong, and it feels wrong for us to be doing nothing. I don't want to escalate to the point where we're actually in war. But maybe we put our own peacekeepers there. And so, so if you had the ear. Of the president, Zelensky, who is now a hero in the eyes of the world. I think so. Whereas originally when he was sitting with Trump, they they said he was a zero because of quid pro quo. Right. What advice would you give him now? Now, he's a a heroic figure now. But you know this ain't going to last. He's going to die if this, you know, they're eventually going to get to him if we don't help him. Right. Uh, My advice would be to make sure the world sees what's going on there. Keep doing what you're doing as far as putting the images of Ukrainians fighting back and what the Russians are doing. I mean, I saw a, a tank run over a car, you know, in, in Ukraine yesterday. It, enough. All right. Put that stuff out but there. Make sure the have, world sees it. As you it. mentioned, they're going to have a meeting right on the border with Belarus. Yep. Uh, what should the posture of the president of the Ukraine be? Because he's 
he can't play a strong hand. No, I think he's got to say that we will remain neutral. We will not join NATO. And we will have certain rights for the part of the country, uh, the Russian-speaking part of the country, but we're going to retain that territory and keep our independence. So uh, almost like a Switzerland between West and East. Right, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's interesting because, you know, in the parliament, it is a democracy, but there is a minority that is actually pro-Russian in the parliament. They just haven't surfaced at this point. Right. It would not be a very popular thing to do. No, I think right now they might want to keep it down. But, you know— who does think being pro-Russian is kind of good right now. Who's that? It, it seems like the Republican Party in the United States of America spent the week prior to the invasion mostly uh, promoting Putin's uh, Putin's uh, talents, if savvy. you will. His savvy, savvy right. his smarts, mm-hmm. if you will. I think that brings us to the segment we like to call the About Face of the Week. It's the left versus the right. Right, left, right, left, right, left. About Face. So, you know, the Republican Party, as I remember, was very anti-Russian. I, I grew up with Reagan very, very. And, and, and Bush well, Reagan, Sr. All you have to do is say Reagan. Right. It. And, and I think we have some video, some, some, some audio of, of Reagan uh, and comparing it to a couple of people that sure, we all sure, know here now, nationally definitely. now. Why don't you play that clip first? All the moral values which this country cherishes, freedom, democracy, the right of peoples and nations to determine their own destiny, to speak and write, to live and worship as they choose. All these basic rights are fundamentally challenged by a powerful adversary which does not wish these values to survive. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? It's not that Putin is smart, which of course he's smart, but the Real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Very shrewd. Very capable. I have enormous respect for him. That, that last voice was Mike Pompeo, West Point grad, former Secretary of State to the United States of America, former head of the CIA, uh, praising Vladimir Putin. Now, I don't I recognize uh, Pompeo. Uh, he has become like Al Slim Shady Sharp. Yeah, Al, who lost used a lot to of weight. Huge. All of a sudden, he's like a bobblehead doll. So is Pompeo. I, I heard him doing that interview yeah. the other I said, that can't be Pompeo. He shrunk almost to a munchkin. Well, the one thing he's done good in his life was lose some weight. <laughs> My yeah. God. Yeah, but, you know, to think about a guy who was first in his class at West Point, mm. and, and I, I'm aware of, of the, the caliber of people that go to West Point from my days working in the U.S. Senate, reviewing applications for these people, all brighter, smarter, more committed to their country than the next. For him to go up there, on national television. And I know he's since recanted. Uh, he gave a speech uh, a couple days ago where he was very critical of Russia. But at the beginning of this crisis, for him to be pointing the finger at us internally about the United States, not rallying around our flag, but supporting, giving aid and comfort to Putin to the point where those clips were being used as propaganda on Russia state television. That is despicable in my opinion and it's unforgivable and it's something that the republican party is going to have hung around their neck forever tucker carlson is even worse tucker carlson has lost his freaking mind with these dictators and i i don't understand how he's still even allowed to go on the air he condemned him he condemned him yeah now he has now he has but where was he on monday monday he was saying why do we hate putin did he call me a racist did he try to get me fired my i I didn't pull the clip i figured i'd just do my whiny well, let's, let's face voice. it. If you look at some people, uh, they view Putin as not supporting wokeism. 
He is like the total antithesis to being woke. Now, you see, that's a nice excuse for it. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Nothing improves the standing of an incumbent president than an international crisis. Nothing gets the people to say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be as divided as we are. Maybe we need to rally around the flag a little. It happened for George uh, H.W. Bush. It happened for his son. George H.W. Bush, at the beginning of the first Gulf War, his numbers were in the 90s. Now, he quickly lost it and lost re-election for it. Why? Because, because it's the economy. The economy right, stupid. it's always the economy. So, but, but this is a warning for right. President Joe Biden. No, absolutely. First of all, the election for Joe Biden's re-election is two and a half years away. The Republicans see this as a point where, well, maybe Joe Biden could crawl out of this hole he's in with popularity in I this country. Think so. I think it is, actually. And I think, it, I think that these talking points where they're supporting Russia as opposed to our own president, as opposed to the United States' interest abroad, You frankly. always miscalculate Trump. You were probably one of the army of folks who said in the Iowa primaries when he was out there demeaning uh, John McCain, war hero. Yeah. He's dead, right? He's dead on a right. I never said you he can't was dead. Do it, never. Go to, go to the videotape. All right, but many, yeah. many did. And I yet, actually thought in Iowa, even when he came in third, that he was probably going to win. Ask Judge Janine. Okay. I was on her show talking about it. I apologize. It. Yeah. Yeah, you've been on Fox News so many times, I, I lose count. <laughs> I've taken every side of every opinion, so there's tape on. <laughs> but you remember, right. there was a whole chorus of people saying, oh, he can't survive that. It just strengthened him. Yeah. So remember, when Pence said about Aleppo, he said, oh, if we got to take on Russia and Putin there, we'll take him on. And then the next day, Trump said, no, we won't. Right. We're not taking on Putin. Because Syria. he worked for Putin. The point he's again. like he is Putin's, you know. I, I'm, you know, I have two female dogs at home, right? So he's Putin's female dog. No, you couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. No, he is. Why is it that Americans in this recent poll have said if Donald Trump happened to have won re-election, that Putin would not be trying this? Oh, there would be no him. war going on right now. He would have just given him Ukraine. <laughs> you yeah, don't believe they Chris? They would have. They would have been like a Yalta conference where they sat down with a map and said, "This is yours now." He said, "I, I look." The he guy said improved would, armaments to Poland, Romania, and the Ukraine. He held up armaments going to Ukraine to try to get dirt on his opponent. If if that man was still in power, you think that our allies around the world would be united? You think that him as president would be working with NATO to combat this? There's no way he would. There is None. no doubt in my mind that if Donald Trump had won re-election, that Vladimir Putin would not be invading the Ukraine. I, uh, Under I, no circumstances. I, I don't think he would have had to invade. I think he would have been given Ukraine. Well, just give him the Ukraine. Yeah, he would have been given Ukraine. So it would have been— There a, would be no international so help this, coming. Ukraine None. would have been like Syria, where you had the Russians working side-by-side side with the United States against ISIS. They would have divided Ukraine up, and he would have had it already. Done. And who would have ended up with the oil and gas, and who would have ended up with the wheat? Well, the Russians really need the wheat. They've got plenty of oil and gas, <laughs> right? They really need the wheat. Okay, so now we brought up Joe Biden. Tuesday night, State of the Union address. State of the Union! More significance because it's really an address to the world. Everybody's right. going to be watching the President right. of the United States. And I guarantee you there will be no Republican sitting out 48 hours before to be the first one to shake the hand no. of President Joe Biden. No, I remember, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Elliot, Elliot Engel. Engel used to do that. I was like, what are you doing, man? That's like so schleppy. It's been like schleppy. three days. It's like, come on, man. You're a member of Congress. You're supposed to be a co-equal branch of government. By the way, it was the only thing he ever became famous for. It was the for. only thing he was famous for, yeah. yeah. But he lost his primary. People were like, 
The only thing we know him for is that he's the guy who shakes the president's hand. What does the president have to say to try to stem off what looks like this tremendous sea of red that's going to sweep through America in the midterm elections? I don't think he's going to be able to stem off the losses in the House. We're going to lose the House. Uh, but the Senate, there's a lot of, lot of miles between here and those elections, and I think that you're going to be very surprised. Does Nancy that. Pelosi know that, that she won't be the Speaker of the House? She's going to figure it out soon enough. <laughs> I think she knows. <laughs> Stick around. we got a lot more to talk about. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Ah, rage. This is one of my favorite bands. Hmm. Rage Against the Machine, baby. Let's face it. Counterculture delight. <laughs> rage against the machine. Rage against Vladimir Putin <laughs> and the Russian domination of Eastern Europe. And now this hey, song coming on at like two o'clock in the morning at a bar in Albany back when I was in college, man, the whole place would just get lit up. In the meantime, many of Put your many of your fellow <laughs> students who abided by Rage right. Against the Machine are now in corporate five hundred yeah, uh, Wall course. Street yeah, jobs, all, hedge fund yeah, monsters, yeah, crypto kings and yeah. queens. Yeah, you know, they're just tools of the machine now. Now <laughs> exactly. uh Zelensky yes. obviously went from hero, king of all comedy, gets elected unexpectedly, a president of the Ukraine, then becomes a zero when he's sitting down with Trump and he's accused of a quid pro quo. Now he's back to a hero, and an old viral uh, film clip has now surfaced of Zelensky performing on Dancing with the Stars. What? Yes. Zelensky performing on Dancing Uh, uh, with the Stars. The Ukraine version of Dancing with the Stars. I don't think so. He was on the United States of American version. Um, I don't know. It's I, out there. I don't. This guy. Think it's a true. He does comedy. It's he a, dances. It's does he deep, juggle? It's a deep fake, my friend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just like you know, people are gonna impose your face on the guy from Saturday Night Live last night. Well, that was me on Saturday Night <laughs> yeah, Live. Last by next night. week, everybody will think it was you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy. These kids can do anything with a the computer these days. But now Zelensky, it's as good as he gets. He can only go down from here. Well, I hope he doesn't die in no, this no, But yeah. look, he's feeling good. You can just see this posture before the posture. He's showing strength because his nation needs their leader to be right. strong. Okay, yeah. so he's a heroic figure. Right. There was a time when Andrew Cuomo was a heroic figure at the time of the lockdown and pandemic. Yep. Every day he had the PowerPoint presentation that even his most fierce critics gave him credit for. Yeah, he was doing a great job. And all of a sudden, Democrats were saying, hey, this guy looks presidential. Right. And then the Cuomo had all the groupies, the Cuomo girls. They called them Cuomo-sexuals. Right. And remember, <laughs> he, had the, he had the nipple ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the country was going crazy. Like, crazy for cuckoo pups. Who the hell gets a nipple ring, though? I mean, come on. That's a, that's a little, well, he was it's flexing. Like, so he was weird, flexing, right? right? It's like a weird thing to do, especially the, a guy in his 60s. But the <laughs> country was going crazy for Cuomo. And right. then, over time, he's crashed and burned. But from the ashes, the phoenix rises and in an, maybe the first time I've ever seen this before in politics, because others in politics have tried to rise from the ashes. Right. 
Andrew Cuomo has $16 million in a war chest that he can use politically or give out to other candidates. Right. He's spending a good trough of that with political advertisements that start tomorrow. That basically is revisionism of what he was charged yeah. with. You know, it, it it doesn't put shade on him. It takes the shade off him. Yeah, it's him. trying to say, I've been vindicated. He hasn't been vindicated. He just hasn't been prosecuted. There's two very... Just because you're not prosecuted doesn't mean you're vindicated. All right, but there, there's obviously uh, a strategy here. Throw out a few million dollars of these ads. Right. Uh, it should improve his uh, his uh, negatives. They should go right. up. Should go down his negatives. Positive right. should go right. up. And uh, they'll have a focus group, no doubt, to see yep. if it's changed the perception. And then they'll do polling. Now, if the polling actually shows that his favorables are going up, does he then try to jump into the race for the Democratic nomination for governor against uh, Hokum? I call her Hokum because she's full of nonsense. Hokum. Hokum. Or the one-on-one match that I know he must lust for because he wants vengeance against the woman who knocked him off his throne. Tish James, the attorney general of the state of New York. He's going to have a, a very hard time raising money against Hochul. He will have a hard time raising money against Tish James, but maybe not as hard a time. Yeah, she's a lousy fundraiser. Right, because she, does, she, she doesn't really raise money. No. Um, Hochul is a cash machine at this point. She's, she can raise whatever she wants, and she's basically in that driver's seat, barring some incident to be the Democratic nominee. So... I think it would be a huge mistake for Andrew Cuomo to try to revive his career this year. Now, that doesn't mean he can't revive. Look, I, I never think people should be sent away forever. I'm not one of those people. Uh, if they well, don't, you know, he's on his uh, Elba Island now like Napoleon. Yeah, he's out in the Hamptons. Eventually, you got to be able to come back. Uh, but you're going to have to explain to the people what you did and why it wasn't so bad. And I don't think he's going to be able to do I think, that. I think I know his strategy coming back. All I'm right. going to tell you. How he's going to use another infamous governor's strategy to try to get back into the swim of things. I'm looking forward to it. With a pocket full of Are you excited about being a new grandmother? Of course I am. A little intimidated, too. Why? Taking care of a baby today is so different than when I had you. But, Mom, you did great with me. Thanks, son. But I put you on your stomach to sleep. Right. But now we know that babies should always be placed on their backs to sleep for naps and at night to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. Hmm. You also slept with blankets and toys in your crib. True. But now we know to keep everything out of the crib except for my sweet baby girl. No blankets, pillows, or other soft or loose items. Daddy's going to teach Nana all the ways to keep you safe while you sleep. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. For more tips on safe sleep for babies, visit safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. That's safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. All right. We are back. Uh, what's his name? His mother was on the Jeffersons. Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny, so you're a Kravitz guy, right? Lenny Kravitz. He's good. Just not bad. No, I, I don't like Lenny Kravitz. Uh, he was kind of poppy. Yeah, very not, much. Not bad. Bubble gummy. Yeah. Bubble gummy. Very poppy, but, you know, people liked him. His music was okay. All right, well, let's put- By the way, Vladimir, Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky was not on the U.S. version of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, he was on the Ukrainian version. 
Oh, I'm sure that was a popular hit. I'm sure it was. Well, he became president right after it, so <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a thing about being a reality well, show now, just star. An update, <laughs> just an update. There will be a sit-down tomorrow on the border with Belarus, but not on the Belarusian side, right on the Ukrainian right. side, if it still exists after tonight's right, right, right. bombing raids. And I would suggest Zelensky not attend. No, he, I don't think he's going. he just have his delegates attend. Yeah. Because we know Vladimir Putin will not be there. No, he will not be there. Oh, but that's the update as far as that goes. Right. Meantime, I'll give you my uh, observations about Andrew Cuomo doing an unexpected uh, purchase mm. of really political ads, even though he's not technically running for any right. political office, is that there was a guy he helped knock out of the box. He was attorney general. Attorney generals in New York State have a history of taking down governors. They do. I mean, Recently, look, anyway. All along. <laughs> yeah. Right? So Cuomo was attorney general to Elliot Spitzer. Right. He took out Elliot Spitzer. Well, the, technically the federal government took out yeah, Elliot Spitzer. Yeah, but you know that information <laughs> right. came from Cuomo. Then David Patterson, who took over the governorship and was featured on Saturday Night Live on a regular basis. Yeah, Remember fantastic. all the news updates. Very funny. And and by the way, David Patterson took it like a champ, went on the show, was awesome. You know, David, Patter- David Patterson is one of the nicest people I've ever met. My life. You know, I, I know you know him much better than well, I do. Well, he's but. my... Um, He's uh, the uh, uh, stepfather of my oldest son right. now, Anthony. Yeah, and you guys get along. Oh, the best. Yeah. And he was my radio partner at a different radio <laughs> yeah, yeah, station yeah. I mean, years he's, ago. He's a great guy. He's just like you can't help but like the guy. But Cuomo took advantage of that niceness. So here's David Patterson, who never expected to be governor. Right. Elliot Spitzer exits stage left because the feds are going to prosecute him for with the Man Act, a heavy charge for transporting prostitutes across right. state lines. So he have Governor Dave, and it's assumed if you're like, it's like Hochul now. You, you're, you're the lieutenant governor, you'll run for right, governor. Right, All of a sudden, Cuomo sat down with David Patterson. Remember, Cuomo was the attorney yep. general and said, you're not running for governor again. That's mine. Yeah, I think it was also an Obama thing. I think they kind of said, you're not running for governor. Yeah, They but, didn't like the fact but, that he put uh, Gillibrand in the Senate, exactly. not Kennedy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Caroline Kennedy, yeah. who couldn't chew gum and speak at the same time. He also put me on the Stony Brook University board, <laughs> Governor Patterson, just for the record. Last night was very difficult oh, for now, me because they were playing wait, Albany wait, you, where I went to college. You were at the Stony Brook board. <laughs> yeah. Did you see my wife there when she was a student? <laughs> no. I, Nancy went to Stony Brook. I, I do. We, you know, the board doesn't really interact with the students. I understand that, university. but it was only, what, a few years ago? I, I mean, I've been on it. For, I'm still on it now. I mean, it's, you know, I've got, Cuomo reappointed me. So it's, like, it's like, And my wife loves to Nobody tell the, really wants to be on these boards. My, my wife loves to tell the story that, you know, paying off student loans right. and trying to, she had to make like 400 pizzas a day <laughs> in that student lounge at Stony Brook because all the students, all they wanted was pizza. Oh, everybody loves pizza. But anyway, love pizza. anyway, back to Cuomo. Yeah, back to Cuomo. So he's going to take a page out of the Elliot Spitzer, this is how I return into mainstream right, politics. Right, You couldn't have been more sullied his reputation. And he was not a likable person at all. Elliot Spitzer was, if anybody could be less liked than Cuomo, it was Elliot Spitzer. Nobody liked him. And the only support he ever had was the support he bought. Right. Because his daddy, his daddy was daddy war He had a lot of money. And he bought support. And he did, you know, he as attorney general, he took on Wall Street, got acclaim from that, and that oh, he was good him, at that. Propelled him to governor. He yeah. was good. In fact, because he did so well on Wall Street, it was bandied about he would become the attorney general of the United States. Yeah. 
as a result of slaying a lot of the big guys. Big time. On Wall Street. The same way Rudy rose up the ranks, not just for taking out the heads of organized crime. Right. But remember, Boski uh, and all the other yep. oligarchs on yep. Wall Street back yep. then with the junk bonds. Right, exactly. All right, so Spitzer lays and doesn't give people any idea that he's planning his political comeback because, remember, he has no allies. Right, no allies. Just paid Hessians and mercenaries. Two days before you had to file your signatures to qualify to run for the city controller of the city of New York, which is a big position. Big position. He sends out his Hessians and mercenaries, who are very good at what they do because he's paying them top dollar, to get the required signatures. And he gets them. And in 48 hours, he qualifies, stunning the political world. Right. And the guy who eventually won the position, which is Scott Stringer, and immediately zoomed right on up to the top of the polls. Right, right. And it, it, it was thought, wow, Elliot Spitzer is mounting his comeback. He'll win the city controller of the city of New York. And then slowly but surely, he started he to become unglued. He lost to Scott Stringer, you know, a nice enough guy, but like one of the most, you know, he's not exactly an exciting politician. Right. So I'm thinking you know? you're Cuomo in the compound with Fredo and your leg breaker, your wartime consigliere who's out of jail for political corruption, Pococo. You're plotting your comeback. Right. And you're saying, hey. If the response to our TV ads, unprecedented, our political ads, even though I'm not running for office, is good, and the focus group comes back positive, and my numbers go up in the positive category, we could actually still qualify in one of these statewide races by getting the required number of signatures in just 48 hours. Petitioning starts on Tuesday. Right, if you want to get on the ballot. But you wouldn't have to do it until about March 26th. Right, the end of the month. Which happens to be my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. What are you going to be, 90? Uh, 91? No, no, I'll be 68. Okay, got it. Uh, I'll be 68. Got it. Look, he clearly must have focus grouped these ads already, right, before he put them out there. And there must have been some sort of response in the focus group to these ads. Now he wants to see, if he does it on a broader level, if there's a similar response. The question is, is he going to do it statewide or is he going to just do it in a couple markets and then take a poll in those markets? I would do it in a couple markets and then take a poll and see where I'm at. But I, I don't think that when there are – it's very easy to get people to change their opinion of you when you're the only one talking about you. When other people start talking about you, it becomes increasingly harder. Um, he could – spin it any way he wants when he's the only one talking. If he's responded to, and he would be responded to, not just by uh, his political opponents, but by the media and by just the, the social media world right now. I think, he, I think he'd have a very difficult time making a comeback today. That doesn't mean he can't make a comeback in a couple of years. I, I don't think anybody's ever dead in this business forever. So we'll, well it's see. interesting because tomorrow is the start of the state Republican convention in which the challenges to the Democrats, who obviously overwhelmingly have the registered voters on their side, it's a blue state. Right. Uh, but tomorrow, the way uh, the program goes is uh, we're going to be singing the Ukrainian national anthem because everybody wants to identify you with learn the Ukrainians. the words? <laughs> then the American national right. anthem. And then plot to unseat the Democrats. And it's one issue, one issue alone. Crime. Right. Public safety. Uh, the no-cash bail issue, which is big around the country, defunding the police, which uh, for Democrats is really a handicap, and defunding prisons. And this leads right into Joe Biden, the president, in his State of the Union address. Of late, he really hasn't talked about crime and public safety. But with everything going on with the State of the Union, we know he's going to talk about the Ukraine. We know he's going to be talking about inflation. We know he's going to be talking about uh, COVID-19. Right, right. Is he going to address crime? I think he's going to address crime. I think he got to. 
Um, even though, again, I think statistically speaking, most Americans aren't experiencing crime. They feel like it's a problem. Joe Biden, as president, needs to empathize with what people feel. And I think the last couple of months in the White House, he has not connected in the way that he normally does. And I think in this speech tomorrow, you got to obviously got to lead with Ukraine. You got to then come up with COVID as the number two topic. But I think you got to touch on a bunch of things, inflation, crime, the way people feel. People feel insecure. They feel uneasy. The president of the United States needs to go out there and needs to make people feel like he understands what they're going through and what they're feeling, even if what they're feeling is not necessarily reality, because in politics, perception is what matters. The reality very much doesn't. So he can't be Delaware Joe. He's got to be Scranton Joe. He's got to be Scranton Joe. He's got to be Scranton Joe. He's got to be Levittown Joe. He's got to be New York City Joe. He's got to be Buffalo, New York Joe. He's got to be Albany Joe. So his State of the Union address on Tuesday, does he start with something that's going to get a bipartisan cheer, a standing ovation from staunch Republicans, obviously, even from the DSA in his party, which sometimes is with him. And yeah, a lot I of think, times I think, I think you start, you know, look, you're going to you're going to get a lot of standing ovations on both sides when you're talking about Ukraine, for sure. Um, what is he going to say about covid? You know, you and I talked about this like three months ago. What was the over under of when Joe Biden comes out there and says covid's over? I thought it was probably May. You thought it was March. I think you're right. I think he's going to come out there tomorrow and he's going to say that covid is over. Maybe not in so please, many words. Please do not do a Bush 43 like he did with the war against yeah, Iraq. No, no. He's not going to have a character. banner. No banner. Mission accomplished. Uh, look, I, I don't think COVID's over, but I think that people are over COVID, and we're going to have to learn to live with the acceptable risks. If you're boosted and vaccinated, your risk is extremely low. If you're unvaccinated, quite frankly, you're putting yourself at risk. As long as we don't have a situation where hospitals are being overrun, I think we've got to start lifting some restrictions. But now many of the Democrats have blamed the crime increase across the country on uh, COVID, on the pandemic, on the lockdown, and not necessarily on the no bail issue, uh, the defund the police uh, movement and the defund the prison movement. And so now as these restrictions begin to be pulled back, if the crime does not go down, then that whole argument well, that it was the pandemic well, remember, and the lockdown that caused uh, caused it just uh, just becomes unglued. Well, while crime is up in New York, it's not at all time highs. And during its all time highs, we had bail, very strict bail measures in New York with lots of discretion for the judges. And I do think that bail reform is something that Governor Hochul and Democrats in the New York state legislature need to address. They need to give judges discretion. Otherwise, why do we have judges? If people are violent, if they're repeat offenders, uh, they need to be held uh, and bail needs to be appropriate for those people. Right. But you see, um, you have every other state in the union has that, including yeah. the most liberal progressive states, California. They have they give the judge uh, discretion. Why do we have judges if they're not going to be able to make a decision? I, I don't understand. The well, point uh, of let that. me explain. Like, to you. Why? Why would an, why would an Albany politician think that they are more connected to the case that's in front of that judge and the person who sat there and listened to the evidence and has read the record of that person. You have to listen. It's just like nobody listened to Vladimir right. Putin, right? Except right. our intel and President Joe Biden. He's going to invade Ukraine. Right. Listen to what the uh, proponents of no cash bail say. So you have a super majority of Democrats in our state legislature right. in Albany, very similar to uh, some Democrats who control uh, state legislatures north of the Mason-Dixon line, where they, too, have imposed no cash bail. But the attitude in New York State is that you have upstate judges that are white, that are predominantly Republican, that don't have to be lawyers. 
They are citizen judges. Right. People don't realize we just have... Uh, well, they're the, little town justices and things of that right, nature. Right, but yeah. we have the uh, 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 nomination of a United States Supreme Court justice. Technically, she didn't have to be a lawyer. No, Could have been a citizen. Is, and she's a fantastic lawyer. Attorney General of the state of New York technically does not have to be a lawyer. Right. Can be a citizen. Right. And judges upstate do not have to be lawyers. So the opposition to not do, tampering with bail is, and it's a black majority of the leadership in uh, Albany is saying, we're not going to give these white judges an opportunity to Look, impose draconian we, we bail against blacks and Hispanics. We don't want to sitting in Rikers Island for two years waiting on a shoplifting charge. We don't want to see that. That's ridiculous. It's a waste of resources for the people in the state of New York, frankly. But a violent offender who gets picked up on something else, should the judge should have the discretion to put that person in jail while they wait trial. We also need to do something to make sure these trials don't take two years. Justice delayed is justice denied. Let's get people to court quicker so that this is less of an issue. But an issue, it became on Saturday Night Live last night, which normally it would not have been an issue, was the subway crime. The subway problems with emotionally disturbed, well, that, subway crimes with the homeless, that, and that, the pervs. That and subway churros and other things. And pervs. And the trains not stopping. And, and guys trying to uh, prove to women that they do not suffer from erectile dysfunction. Right, right, right. You right. know, flashes, yes, pervs. Yes. It, it's a huge problem. And men don't pay enough attention to that because it's not directed at them. But the number of women who will not take subways now, who would much rather uh, Uber, Lyft, use an app, in no way, shape, or form will take the subway. So unless you address the crime issue and make it a national issue, uh, you're going to lose a lot of votes in this midterm election. Even though crime is not as high as Republicans have painted it, the people perceive it as rising and affecting their lives. So the president and everybody else needs to address it. Curtis Lewa, Chris Hahn, we'll be back. It's the left versus the right. At YMCA Summer Camp, kids find their why. Friendship and fun, a world of adventure beneath a golden sun. Running, laughing, full of wonder. Being themselves is second nature. Summer Camp is where they begin to unlock the confidence that lies within. When kids find new passions, they find their why. Summer camp season starts soon. Learn more at ymca.org for a better us. You know, I grew up hearing that women are bad with money. But like many of you, I spent years paying bills, managing checking accounts, and taking care of my family. So, turns out, women are pretty good with money after all. And now, I'm taking control of my financial future by saving for retirement. It's never too late to start, and there's a great website to help you. Check out WeSaySaveIt.org and jumpstart your retirement savings on your budget and your timeline. That's WeSaySaveIt.org. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. It looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount, too. Incredible. 
That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand Up to Cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Oh, Hootie and the Blowfish. No, not one. <laughs> I'm sorry. You take it off my playlist, I think I thought you'd like these guys. This is like right up your alley. No, no, Hootie and the Blowfish. He's now a country western guy. He's a good guy. Later. That's good lame. Guy. But I will tell you this, Chris Hahn. You started off the show saying you were a bit concerned that Vladimir Putin had said, my finger, my trigger finger is ready to hit my nuclear footprint. Right. And that would mean that we would have to take precautionary uh, defensive measures here if, God forbid, right. he were to launch any one of his numerous kind of missiles that could hit us within uh, minutes. So I'm suggesting this. We can learn something from the invasion of uh, the Ukraine. Right. The people of the Ukraine, fearing the cruise missiles, have immediately assembled in the subways. Yes, they have. In the major cities. And we've looked at the subways, and they're packed with Ukrainians. Packed. Clean, meticulous. They all look like a museum. The bathrooms work. God forbid we were ever under (laughs) threat. You think New Yorkers would say, oh, let's hide out in the subways. (laughs) No, I'll take my chance and walk in the street. I don't want Pizza Rat to come by and take my food. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I hadn't seen one guardian angel on those subways in the Ukraine. What do you mean? I'm looking for them. You saw them on Saturday Night Live. You saw like 20 of them. I saw the whole thing. I was like, oh, Curtis is going to be so But just imagine. I have to acknowledge that Curtis is more famous than me today. (laughs) If the air raid signal went off and all of a sudden, an announcement, a possible nuclear attack, please head to your nearest subway <laughs> entrance. How many people would say, hell no, I ain't going down yeah, there. Yeah, I think a lot of us would say, nope, we'll little stand in the street. I think one thing we can learn from the Ukrainians, the news. clean your subways, <laughs> Yes, make sure the bathrooms are working, and you can put hundreds of people down there. Are there bathrooms in the subway? Yeah, in each in each subway. Uh, it's Each just station like, has a bathroom. It's just like the Russian uh, system in Moscow. I have never been to a bathroom in the subway, ever. God. <laughs> never, That's ever, like ever. the gulag. <laughs> have you? Uh, yes. Oh, there are man. very few of them that I they've left open. I have never had to go that bad. Let me just say, say, you will implode because you have pervs in there, you have muggers. You look around and you say, God, this is like a medieval gulag. Has anybody cleaned this? The stench, right, will twist the hairs in your schnoz. Right, right. Oh, God. I mean, you would think we're a first world country. You go to Europe, our allies, right? Oh, they have a concierge yeah. in the bathroom, a male or a female. I took the train in Italy. It was a pleasure. It was a Not just pleasure. a pleasure, but you, you go. It was fast. You go Boom. to Copenhagen, right? They have a, a male attendant, right? He gives, you want a toothbrush? You want a comb? Right. Can I get you, you a snack? You want floss? Right. It's fantastic. And you, and you go in the bathroom and everything is clean. Yeah. And then you come here in New York City. And it's like what? flotsam and jetsam Why everywhere. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that here in New York, it's really only in New York, because you go anywhere else, even in the country, yes. it's pretty clean. Even oh, in absolutely. big, Even in big cities. Chicago. And, yeah, you go to Chicago. Washington, it's clean. D.C., yeah, yeah, Philly. D.C., they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Why do you think here in New York, where we rely so heavily on the system, 
Is it because so many people use it that we just can't keep up? Well, at a, max, at a max, before the lockdown and pandemic, you had about five and a half million people using the system right. each day. Now it's getting close to about three million. But there's never been uh, a lot of attention paid to just the basic amenities. You know, yeah. like clean subway platform. Right. You know, uh, tr- the tracks, it's like a receptacle for garbage. Yeah. People just throw And the rats... They, they, they have a chorus They're line. They're there. They have a chorus line. They're like, hey, buddy, get out of my way. I got to go get that exactly. piece of gum somebody threw out. Yeah, exactly. it's horrible. It's not like they even hide. They see the people and they, they don't even care. Just think how many people, if in fact that air raid ever went off, would say, I'm not going down there. Yeah, let's hope that that doesn't happen at least on so, Sundays when I'm in the city. Trust me, <laughs> don't worry about Vlad Putin. He's not going to be uh, hitting the nuclear buttons, his nuclear payload. He's flexing now. And yeah. you're going to see in yeah. a few weeks, all of Europe is going to get upset with all the Ukrainian refugees with the fact that they're paying four times the amount of money now for Russian gas right. and for Russian natural gas. And watch how all of a sudden the love that everybody has for the Ukrainians dissipates. I don't think so. I think that in Europe they are concerned that this man is going to keep marching. I think that the Germans who just announced that they're going to increase their defense spending for the first time in, since World War II. Um, I think they're worried that this man is going to keep marching. He's going to be at their border at some point, and they don't want that. So I think you're wrong about the Europeans. Here in the United States, we're going to get mad about it because the gas prices are going to people are going to be like, why am I paying an extra 50 cents a gallon? Uh, yeah, we'll get mad about it here. And will we accept all of the refugees from the Ukraine? Will we, will we open up our arms? I think so. I think we will. I don't think these are the asshole countries that Trump talked about. I think... Most Americans. What happens will if they come it. across the Mexican border? If they're smuggled in? Well, if they come in through Canada, they'll be okay. Well, that's right. Because <laughs> they'll look just like the Canadians. Well, Mr. Famous Curtis Lewa, watch him on Saturday Night Live. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week. To some people, The sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.